the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You can catch the podcast of The Bruce Lee Show at 989theanswer or theanswerdayton.com. Producer Pam slices and dices it into easy-to-listen-to 20-ish minute segments each half hour of the show. Commercials removed and a good way for you to keep up on the news as you uh, get your exercise on what is a scorching hot and humid day. Here in Ohio with more storms. Must have got a lot of rain while I was gone. Standing water in my back pasture. Wow. I got a yard to mow today. Hopefully I beat the thunderstorms. Uh, We are headed toward a spirited Senate race in the state of Ohio this fall. Uh, Hopefully we are headed to a resounding defeat of career politician Tim Ryan. But not if money makes the difference. The latest figures show that Tim Ryan has raised... More than $9 million compared to his Republican opponent, J.D. Vance's $2.3 million. That's almost four times as much. Uh, this is common in a lot of the contentious Senate races around the country. The one in Nevada, the one in Arizona. Now, I was just in Arizona for eight days, and I was struck by the campaign commercials of Republican uh Senate nominee Mark, uh, uh, excuse me, Democratic Senator Mark Kelly. To watch his commercials, you would think Mark Kelly is a dyed-in-the-wool conservative Republican because his commercials talk about the need to compete with China and how, you know, we have to get back to American manufacturing and I'll do everything I can to preserve you know, that industry for America. Uh, Arizona, like Ohio, is hoping for a big investment from Intel. The CHIPS Act, which is has been stalled in Congress, may be voted on today in the next couple of days. The House version of the CHIPS Act, uh, well, it has uh, some money for chips, and then it has uh, a lot of money for nonsense, that Democrats want. The Senate version of the CHIPS Act removes all the junk, the Democratic wish list stuff. And of course, now you're going to have the push-pull of the House saying, well, we're not going to pass your version unless you put back in all the stuff that we had in there in the Senate. Thankfully, Joe Manchin is the firewall against the Democrats getting everything that they want. But Mark Kelly is doing exactly what Tim Ryan is doing here in Ohio. He is a Democrat who has voted with Joe Biden, in Kelly's case, 97% of the time. 97% of the time. In Ryan's case, it's 100% of the time. Voted with Joe Biden. Yet when you see Ryan's commercials, just like Kelly's commercials, just like pretty much any Democrat's commercials now, you will see them impersonating a Republican. 
talking about how we need to stop spending and we need to enact tax cuts. A lot of things that Democrats talk a good game about, but don't ever seem to actually get around to doing. Reducing regulations. Oh, wonderful idea in a campaign. Not so much after I get elected. And Ryan will portray himself as, oh, you know, J.D. Vance, Mr. Silicon Valley, a friend with Peter Thiel, eBay and PayPal. And Meanwhile, Tim Ryan, hard scrabble, poor little Tim Ryan, has raised four times more in campaign fundraising cash than J.D. Vance. $9.1 million to $2.3 million. Now, this is frightening to me because it takes a lot of money to advertise on television. And this is a seat that Ohio has to have. The Republican Party in Ohio has to have at least one senator. If you want to be represented in the United States Senate by Sherrod Brown and Tim Ryan, well, then you're definitely a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. Sherrod Brown has never had to run against anyone in a period when Democrats were out of vogue. He's always had the benefit of being on the ballot when, oh, let's say Barack Obama was on the ballot or before that Bill Clinton was on the ballot. Sherrod Brown in two years will be up for reelection and hopefully we will have a strong Republican candidate to oppose him. I think Matt Dolan will want that. He does not qualify as a strong Republican candidate. I think Frank LaRose would like to have that job. I'm not sure Frank LaRose qualifies as a strong Republican candidate. i got to see more from Frank LaRose. Now, I know you're waiting for me to say Josh Mandel. I, don't, I, I, I think Josh Mandel's moment has passed. We'll see, but I don't think so. Jane Timken, I don't know if she's interested. Jane got better during the past campaign. She started out hard time articulating her positions. That was the Mike Gibbons issue. Mike Gibbons was on top for a while. Mike just Mike's gift is not succinctly and strongly articulating his position. Had he been able to do that, and you have to speak in 30-second sound bites to get elected and to be effective on the campaign trail. Had Mike Gibbons been able to do that, I think Mike Gibbons might be the guy running against. Tim Ryan, but J.D. Vance got Donald Trump's endorsement, and I think J.D. Vance will, I don't know if he'll even up this money in the battle against Tim Ryan, but it's certainly not, he's not going to get outspent by four times the money. If he does, he's he's probably not going to win, although it's going to take a lot of money for Tim Ryan to outspend his voting record. Poll results? Mm. They're all over the map. There are some, and I don't believe them. Let's say Ryan is comfortably ahead. Why would he be comfortably ahead? What, because he has name recognition? Mm, not so much. He has name recognition in the Mahoning Valley. He doesn't have name recognition all over the state of Ohio. He might have a little bit more than J.D. Vance, although I'm not even sure about that. But Suffolk University USA Today Network poll right after the May primary showed Vance with 42%, Ryan at 39%. That's within the polls plus minus margin of error. So I have been surprised that we haven't had much back and forth between the two candidates, much campaigning in the news because, I mean, they were both, well, no, Ryan wasn't, but Vance was obviously in the middle of a knockdown dragout 
campaign to get the nomination on the Republican side of the ticket. And now he's just kind of, I thought, yeah, okay, take a month, you know, then we'll hear from him again. Uh, J.D.'s been on the show one time since he won the primary. It really hasn't heated up. Now, that could be a factor of we have another primary coming up, thanks to our uh, estimable Supreme Court Justice, Maureen O'Connor, who continues to exact her revenge for being forced to retire at the end of the calendar year because of her age. And she continues to rule every map, every legislative map that they throw at her. Maureen O'Connor proceeds to continue to vote it unconstitutional. But we'll see. We'll see. Once this second primary takes place, I got to believe then we will have a big time push to the general election in the fall. And I thought the whole we're going to mop the floor with Democrat narrative that you heard so often in conservative media was a little bit disconcerting to me because I kind of want to see it. I don't want to gloat about it because I feel like if I gloat about it before it happens, I might cause it not to happen. Now the projections are getting, hmm, I think I think we'll all be stunned if the Republicans don't end up with a majority of 10 to 20 plus seats in the House or five down right now. In the Senate, six-year term, one-third of the Senate up for re-election every two years. So you get some years where there are vulnerable Democrats dominate the races and some years where vulnerable Republicans dominate the races. And this year, it just so happens that the balls have fallen that it's going to be tougher for Republicans. Case in point, we've got the Rob Portman seat in Ohio. Portman is retiring. If Portman were running again, he would win again. I'm not brokenhearted that he's not retiring because I don't think he's the kind of Republican we need right now. But it's essential that J.D. Vance win that seat. So we'll see. But work to do and money to be raised, and we'll track all of it here. One of the stories that I missed chatting with you about while I was on vacation was the story of the 10-year-old girl from Ohio who went to Indiana to get an abortion. Uh, This story uh, had some curious elements to it from the very beginning. First of all, in that, oh, we have a 10-year-old girl who's pregnant, who we are told was sexually abused. We don't have a police report on her being sexually abused because that is a crime to impregnate a 10-year-old girl, to rape a 10-year-old girl. Then we got the news that, ah, the person who impregnated her was a 27-year-old illegal alien living in Columbus. There was a police report, and then Telemundo did an interview with the mother of the 10-year-old girl who said, oh, the 27-year-old illegal alien did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. So it gets weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. I don't know that we still have a final dispensation, although I believe Dave Yost, the attorney general, has said that she could have gotten an abortion here because she's the victim of 
you know, a sexual assault. But now we have the Indiana abortion doctor who is said to have reported the sexual abuse within the three-day window. Why is it a three-day window? If somebody is raped and that person who was raped is a child, am I wrong that the timing of the investigation is appreciably compromised by any delay in the investigation commencing? Right? Don't they always say to rape victims, get to the hospital immediately, get a rape kit done immediately? If you take a shower, if you wait, like, why do we have a three-day waiting period? Besides from the fact, we do have a three-day waiting period for the doctor to report it. But she reported that the person who assaulted the girl was 17 years old. Now, the doctor in Indiana is mad at the attorney general in Indiana because the attorney general in Indiana said, we're going to investigate this doctor. She's alleging that the doctor has slandered her. Excuse me. She's alleging the attorney general has slandered her. And so she's going to file a lawsuit against him. Now, what this seems like is that the 27-year-old illegal alien who impregnated the 10-year-old girl has a relationship with the mom of the 10-year-old girl. And in fact, it has been reported that he also has the mom pregnant. So, I don't know what kind of cultural disconnect we're dealing with here. I don't understand at all why a mother would ever say that someone who impregnated their 10-year-old daughter did nothing wrong. But, of course, the left has focused on the fact that, oh, Dave Yost, the Attorney General of Ohio, Jim Jordan, they all said this girl didn't exist. Well, at the time, it seemed awfully curious that we didn't have the pieces of the puzzle that would seem to be pretty important pieces. Like when you have a 10-year-old pregnant girl, I know, with apologies to the uh, transgender women out there, only a man can get someone pregnant. Yes, I'm in that. That's another thing I missed while I was gone. The uh, intolerable group of people according to the Cal Berkeley professor with Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, who believes that only men can get women pregnant. Because that is true. And we speak true things here on the Bruce Hooley Show. According to uh, the, the now law in the state of Ohio, of course, is that once a heartbeat is detected, around six weeks, you cannot get an abortion. So the dispatch did a study on how many abortions in the past have happened after the period of time where it would now be illegal for it to happen. And they report that 89% of, you got to love the dispatch. If you're going to go woke, go all the way, baby. 89% of pregnant people seeking an abortion. Not pregnant women, pregnant people seeking an abortion. And you wonder why Gallup says 16% of Americans believe the media? Because of stupid Woke verbiage like pregnant people. Abby Bammerlin is the reporter on this. 89% of pregnant people seeking an abortion had the procedure after six weeks. Now, the numbers in this do not... She's making the case that, oh, you don't even know you're pregnant until then. Except 
The study examined 1,100 abortion patients in Ohio from 2020 to 2021. Listen to this next sentence. While the majority of patients were able to determine they were pregnant before six weeks, about 25% discovered the pregnancy after. Okay, so I'm reading that sentence and I'm saying, all right, you're all in a tizzy about not being able to get an abortion in Ohio after six weeks because presumably you don't know you're pregnant until after that. Now you just told me that 75% of people who get pregnant know it before the deadline. But she continues in her (laughs) dogged determination to prove that the law is unfair to women, despite the fact that in her second paragraph she just gave you the stat that shows that her entire premise is wrong. Abigail Norris Turner, lead author of the study, is a professor, of course she is, in the College of Medicine and Public Health at Ohio State University, Woke Central. She said low income and less educated patients were more likely to learn of their pregnancies later than others, and as a result, terminated their pregnancies later. You know, it wouldn't take me much to think that's kind of a racist comment from Abigail Norris Turner. Low income and less educated patients more likely to learn of their pregnancies later than others. Why is that? If you're low income or less educated, are you more are you less susceptible to morning sickness? Are you less having never been pregnant because I'm a cis man? I can tell you that my wife knew right away when she was pregnant. Now my wife had a probably more than typical uh response to being pregnant. She got sick and she got sick for a long time and for the entirety of her pregnancy. But she never had a doubt when she was pregnant. She's like I don't I I can take the test, I don't really need to. I know I'm pregnant. But this seems to indicate that only poor people are unaware they are pregnant. Which, of course, low-income and poor people would be like BIPOC people. Black, indigenous people of color. Come on, keep up with me. Keep up with me here in the Woke Olympics. So the quote from uh, Abigail Norris Turner, extending that out logically, not racially, just logically. People in those conditions, because of the abortion ban that we currently have, they don't have any option for legal abortion if they don't even know they're pregnant. Now, allow me to pause to say, good. (laughs) But, again, I will say, this whole falderall about, oh, you got to go to Indiana to get an abortion, it's so unfair. I guarantee you that if you had cancer, and I said... Hey, good news. Bad news, you got cancer. Good news, you go to Indiana, you're cured. Everybody would find a way to get there. So don't tell me you can't get there. Not that I want you to get there for that reason. I'm just saying your objection does not hold water. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.